DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Mark Miller Subaru. Time to welcome in Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker. Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Good. Brian, I'm not going to ask you about North Alabama, and you can't make me. I'm moving right on. I don't blame you. I am curious uh, what you thought of the Pac-12 tweaking the rules for non-conference games, how much you crave a game with a Pac-12 school, how much you'd like BYU to not play anybody else and just ride this uh, record they've got right now into a uh, New Year's Six Bowl game. What do you think? Yeah, so they tweaked their rules, and it's kind of interesting because the way that they laid them out, it it makes it tough for a game to happen. That's not to say that it won't happen, but it makes it tough, with at least with what I saw and um, with the testing protocols that they're requiring, et cetera. That being said, I would absolutely love to schedule an extra game with BYU and any Pac-12 team, specifically one that lives nearby. Now, <laughs> that's... That's, that's, that's Brian Keel, the football player, speaking. Um, Brian Keel, the BYU fan, probably says, you know what, guys? We got a New Year's Six pretty much wrapped up. Let's just stay the course and not mess that up. And I am really having an internal dilemma about what is, you know, what is better. And I don't know what Tom Homo's mind is. And honestly, it's, I'm, I'm split myself trying to decide if I were Tom Homo, what route I would try to do. And I can make a very compelling argument for either direction. So I live in a Brighton area. My wife taught at Albion. So you can't go more than 20 yards without meeting a keel around here in one way or the other. I mean, they're all over the place. You know that. And you grew up in this area, too. I didn't grow up here, but I've lived here for 20-some years now. And a lot of Ute fans that are around. And my neighbor, love the guy dearly, he is a hardcore Ute fan. He And he's probably listening now. He's just getting so jealous about BYU and all the attention. And he keeps coming at me about the schedule. And I keep saying, eh, well, I mean, what the schedule is what it is, as you would say, as Brian would say. But one of the things that's bugging me is he keeps downgrading Zach Wilson and says he's not as good because it's just beating up on uh, inferior competition. I say the kid's got major talent. You've been in the NFL. You've seen what NFL quarterbacks are about. I believe this kid is an NFL quarterback. Could you tell my neighbor once and for all to shut up that this kid is an NFL quarterback? Yeah, um, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be uh, are going to be eating crow on that one. And um, you know, as you were talking, immediately popped into my mind. And now I have a a brain freeze. Too many hits to the head. And I can't think of his name. But um, the quarterback in Buffalo came from Wyoming. Josh Allen. Name? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, look no further than Josh Allen. I mean, a lot of people when they made that pick, a lot of people said, "Oh, that's a stretch. He didn't play anybody." Blah 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 blah. And look what he's doing now. I mean, he's absolutely playing phenomenally. And uh, and it goes on and on. I mean, look, Joe Flacco. And I mean, just, there's there's a bunch of quarterbacks that either either. And this is the thing. There's things that you can't teach, and accuracy and arm talent. You just can't you can't teach that. Like guys either have it or they don't. Um, height is one of them. Um, you know, speed. 
a degree is one of the, those are, those are, these are things that guys just have. And when they have those, these, these attributes, they stick out on film and they show up regardless of whether you're playing Alabama or if you're playing the little sisters of the four, you know, if you run, if you run four, three flat, it's going to show up and scouts are going to drool over that. And if you're throwing 80% accuracy with, with phenomenal touch throws and, and high velocity throws and down the field throws and, and you're just throwing it all over the place, it doesn't matter if you're playing Alabama or anybody, Bo Diddley Tech, scouts are going to drool over that. And that's what Zach Wilson's going to do. That's what he's been doing. And what he's going to do, he's going to get drafted, probably going to get drafted in the first round. And, uh, you know, we'll find out for sure in April, but that's, I mean, you know, you, you heard it here. You know, when I hear people say that the schedule sucks, I can only nod in agreement because the schedule is softer than softer than soft. But I look at the soft original schedule. Issue. Right, exactly. But I look at the original schedule, I don't think it overwhelms BYU. Minnesota is 1-3 right now. Uh, Michigan State is 1-3 right now. We saw BYU beat an eight-win team, USC, uh, USC team. We saw them beat an eight-win Tennessee team. Now we saw them get blown out by an eight-win Washington team. Uh, and we saw them mess up games with uh, seven- and eight-win teams in Toledo, South Florida, and Hawaii. But I think this team, um, if you look at the Houston game, that's like the South Florida or Toledo or Hawaii game they messed up. And this team turned it around in the second half and won a game. And then you look at Boise State, and clearly – they were better against Boise this year than they were a year ago. And I don't care the Boise starter was out because I think in Sears they've got another quality quarterback there. Now, he got knocked out. That becomes an issue. But it doesn't address the offense shredding the defense for 51 points. So I'm thinking this team's clearly better. I don't think Missouri's all that. You know, you don't have a sample size on Utah and ASU. But I'm thinking this would have been a 10-win team against their original schedule. And then we'd have to see with ASU and Utah combined they played one entire game. I agree with everything you just said. And I think any rational person knows that BYU is legit. The, the, how legit they are, I mean, that's the unknown. And the, the schedule is what it is, as we have said. And it is soft. And there's nothing the players can do about that. Um, you credit Tom Homo for making something out of nothing when a lot of people in positions of power were willing to just sit on the sideline and sit on their hands Tom Homo got on the phone and made it happen. And I tipped my hat to him. And then I tipped my hat to the coaching staff for constructing this team. And, and when, when the season was in doubt, when they didn't even know if they were going to play one game, let alone 10 games, keeping them focused, keeping them, keeping them hungry. And they practiced at a high level and worked hard and prepared and they're performing. And I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm going to put an asterisk next to their undefeated season because it, it's not the same. And anybody that tells you that going undefeated against this schedule versus a typical schedule is the same, they're lying to you and they're lying to, your, to themselves because it's not the same. That being said, anybody that says that this BYU team isn't legit is also lying. So two things can be true at the same time. Well, I'm looking at Dennis Dodd, a uh, national columnist for CBS Sports, and he has, he just posted it this morning, and, he's, and he talked to Tom Homo 
about how this Pac-12 has this thing that they said they could play non-conference. And, you know, going back to what you said about if you're Tom, what do you do? Do you play a game just to play a game? Or, you know, do you play Oregon if it should come up, whatnot? But the point I was going to make, and I'm quoting this literally, it says uh, BYU is 38th nationally in schedule strength, according to the NCAA, ahead of the likes of Alabama, Miami, Auburn, and Texas. So really, is it that bad? I hadn't heard that. That's pretty crazy. And um, if that's true, then I say, yeah, eat that, hater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alabama, I'd have to go look at their schedule. It doesn't surprise me with Texas because the Big 12 strength of schedule got hammered when they lost multiple games to the Sun Belt. So that's an issue. And we've always thought that the bottom and the middle of the ACC were nothing. And Miami's played one big-time game and lost it. So a couple of those schools didn't surprise me. I guess Bama did, but I have to look at who they've played in the SEC because that's another league that's top-heavy if you only played the bottom. Uh, there's really nothing special. I think that if the question comes up, you know, and there's a chance to play a game, I think Tom has to say yes. And I think the reason is that BYU right now is getting credit for trying to go out and schedule the Pac-12, the SEC, and the Big Ten. They had them all on the schedule, in some cases multiple teams. And they're getting credit for that. And they're getting credit for playing anyone who's willing to play them. And it's, it's, it's Charmin tissue soft, but they played whoever would play them. If they pass on a team, then I think you risk all of that going away. And you got to at least that. give the yep. players the chance to go out. And I don't know if you're going to play. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it would be you'd draw in the Pac 12, given week, given who the opponent is. But if it's offered up, I think you have to take it or you look like you're ducking. Amen. I agree with you 100%. And that's the, that's the competitor talking. You know, I know there are a lot of fans that <clears throat> they're just playing the numbers, and statistically, it's not worth the risk. And so that, there's an argument to that. But, you know, Tom Homo, he's a competitor, you know, a fierce competitor, just like you and me. And so I, I would imagine that his mindset is bring it on. And the same thing that you just said, the, the mentality this year was any place, any, anywhere, any team, any place, anywhere. And, 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 and I think that mentality has kind of spilled over into the players. And that's why they've played so well. Um, that's not the only reason, obviously, but I think that has helped any team, any place, anywhere. And if you, if you take that mentality away, you know, I think that hurts the psyche of the team. And then, you know, maybe we get into New York, New York six against a legit team. And our psyche isn't the same because, because we ducked out when we could have stepped forward. So, I mean, it's all speculation, but that's me. I want any game, anytime, anywhere. Excited to see Taysom Hill supposed to get his first start this week. Oh man, I I'm just licking my chops. I you know, just as a as a person, anybody that knows Taysom likes him. He's just a likable guy, and um, so so you root for him because of that. And then his story, you know, the the reason there's a lot of people that get bothered that he gets so much love from from the media and from the commentators and. And it's because of his story. I mean, the guy had four um, season-ending injuries, and he has persevered and overcome that and has turned himself into a legitimate NFL player, and now he's getting a chance to start at quarterback, which has always been his goal. I mean, it's just it's the American story, like overcoming the odds and just not giving up and just keep, keep coming. And, and it just, it's, uh, that's what people love to see. That's why he's such a big story, and, and I, just, I couldn't be happier for him, and I hope he just absolutely dominates. 
Brian, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. You have a good weekend.